Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Speaking of which, are you ready for the Bible? All right, let's read Psalm 117, verse 1, and then we're going to jump into it today. Psalm 117, verse 1 says this, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol Him, all you peoples. For great is His love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we love You. Thank You, God, for Your Word and how effective and useful it is. Right now, we just open up our hearts and we just say, God, speak. We want to hear from you today. We want to receive from you today. And so, Lord, uh, we just give you permission to speak by your word. Lord, teach us by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray for the empowerment and the wisdom, um, love of your spirit, God, to share and to impart, God, what you put in my heart today. And uh, just get out of the way and just say, God, do your thing. We love you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So this year, 2023, our focus as a church family is prayer. We are increasing our prayer muscle. Now, you're not going to see it physically on me, but, and our prayer muscle is, is increasing, right? We're practicing prayer and we're praying more and more intentionally and just learning prayer at, at deeper levels this year as a church family. And I've been using this analogy through this series, an analogy of like the floor plan of a house and how in a home you have different rooms, like you have a kitchen and in the kitchen there are very obvious things you do in the kitchen and the living room and, and bedroom and you have different functions in different rooms. And in this analogy, we're just talking about different types and flavors of prayer that are distinctive. Most of us have kind of a normal pattern of prayer. Like, we have maybe one or two flavors of prayer, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. What we've been doing is we've been kind of exploring some other prayer rooms in the analogy, right? And going and saying, there are some different brands and flavors of prayer for different occasions and needs and things like that. And my encouragement to you is go check out another room. You know, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the solitary room or the quiet room. You go in there and are quiet with God. And another week, last week we talked about the fellowship room and that, that there's something about our relationship and the friendship with God that we can develop there. And uh, the first week we talked about the war room. We talked about how that's a really loud room. It's a pretty de- definitive, it has a sound to it. And then the intercessory room is a lot of passion in it and that type of thing. But it, it, we're not warring, we're just contending and coming before the Lord. And so today we're going to do our last couple of rooms together and Um, The first room I want to talk to you about today is the praise room. The praise room, right? Some of y'all, you just started swaying just when I said it, like I got my praise on, right? You're just like, okay, all right, let's go into the praise room together. You know, the praise room is the place where you just let the Lord have it, right? The place where you glorify God with everything that is in you. It can start off a little quiet, but typically praise, the volume just starts to go up a little bit more because when you start praising, you realize you've got something to praise him for, right? And it just starts coming out of you. Psalm 103 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. 
Basically, that's like praise your guts out, right? All your inmost being, right? Just like let them have it. Let it, let it come out. And I know I've had these questions. Maybe you've had, had them in the past. Like, why praise, right? And you can ask yourself questions like, so does like God need praise? Like, no. Like, is, is God insecure and he's like looking at his social media feed to just make sure he got enough likes and follow that day? You know, he's just like, oh gosh, I'm a little behind. And, you know, no. Like, God's not insecure. He's not saying there, I, I need praise so that I can feel good about myself. No, God is worthy of our praise, right? We praise what we love. Y'all, we already praise what we love. When, when we praise God, we express this love that, that God has for, that God, we have for, towards God. C.S. Lewis said this way, he said, all enjoyment overflows in praise. When you really, really enjoy something, try staying quiet about it. I know when my wife enjoys something because she tells me, right? Like she's, she tell, and you know, she, I got to tell you, I do not know how much money Gelati Celesti has made from my wife, but she is the Gelati Celesti poster girl, right? And, and when you go in there, you would think that she was like the concierge in that place. Like she's like helping people with their flavors and well, you need to, you know, a good base is just to ask. And you know, you just, and she's talking them through it and that kind of, she is so excited. I actually met a lady, we met a couple at Gelati Celeste, a lady who was, I think, more excited about Gelati than Elizabeth was. And it was a little much. I was just like, does she have a knob? Can I like turn something down? And her husband was like really quiet. It's really quiet. It's like, I know who's got the air in this relationship. Y'all, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you've probably heard me give them some praise, right? Um, I love our worship team. And you hear me on, uh, often on a Sunday go, man, are we not blessed with people who are seeking God to, to ask God to come and to visit us and to prepare a place where we can just come in and get our worship on. Amen? C.S. Lewis says that praise completes enjoyment. Like when I really like something and I'm just like, it's not complete. Like there's just this natural thing that what I enjoy is going to come out in praise. And um, some of y'all know that somebody gave me tickets to a Steelers game. It was the January 1st game of Baltimore against the Steelers. And it was somebody who was season ticket holders for um, Baltimore. And they made a request to me. They said, listen, these are my season tickets. And so you're sitting around basically my friends that I go to all these home games with and stuff like that. Would you like not wear a bunch of Steelers stuff? That was a little hard for me. I was like, but I'm also less chance of getting beaten up so, and having an issue. So, uh, and we won that night. Anyhow, but we scored this game-winning touchdown, and out of respect for my friend, I did this. And it was just like it felt so unnatural because you praise what you love. And praise completes that enjoyment, right? Now, I will tell you, there's, there's a little funny part in it. There was this part early in the game where the Ravens scored this touchdown, and the guy behind me, he, he gives my, my uh, good friend Ben Malman, who's a pastor in Baltimore that we went to the game together, gives him a high five, and Ben is a Ravens fan. He taps me on the shoulder, and I turned around, and he's like this. 
and a little part of me died. <laughs> I'm sure that guy was like, that dude's got to be a soccer fan or something, right? Like, he's not getting how good this is. You know, we love God, amen? And we enjoy God. And so we praise God. Here's the thing. Praise is appropriate, but praise is also good for you. Because it puts God in his rightful place, right? Like there's something about even coming on a Sunday morning, there's something in you that said, you know what, this week, like I just, I'm going to give God this time because of the the place that he has in my own heart, in my own life, right? Like, that's why I'm going to come is because I love God and, you know, I'm going to worship him. I'm going to hear from his word. It's going to be good for me. A lot of us were like, you know, that's just like a good start to my week. Like, it's just like, I did church. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the week. And like, by life group, you know, day this week, you're like, I need life group. Like, I just, I need some time with some friends who love Jesus. But it puts God in the right place. It puts God in the highest place. And and frankly, when we do this, when we praise the Lord like that and put him in his place, we are knocking down idols along the way. We're knocking down some false altars and some things that maybe we depend on or some things that we're focused on. And when we praise, some of the issues that are going on in our life just get smaller because we're, we're beholding how big God is. We would think like we're making God bigger. Well, he's already big. What we're doing is we're realizing how big he is. We're remembering how big he is. And it's amazing how when you focus on the Lord and you praise him and you put him in that place and you're seeing how great he is, it's just like, you know what? This thing that I'm facing feels is a little smaller now. This distraction, this problem, this, this source of anxiety or fear in my life, it's getting smaller as I praise him. What if with something that you faced this week? What if instead of focusing on the thing you're facing, you just decided, you know what? I'm going to ignore you for a moment. And I'm just going to get my praise on. I'm just going to tell God how great he is. It's like, oh yeah, but I want some attention. I'm going to give him some attention. Sometimes our problems become the altar. Our problems become the thing that we worship, right? Don't get me wrong. God cares about what you're going through. He cares about your problem. But loving God first will put everything in its rightful place. Praise is often the beginning. And what I mean by that is praise is often the beginning of prayer. Right? I often start off my prayer, Lord, I thank you for this day. Right? That's a praise. That's a thanks. Matthew 6 and verse 9 says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Right? Before we even start praying, it's like, hey, Father in heaven, attention, I want to hallowed be your name. You are great and you are mighty. Praise is also often the beginning of worship. Psalm 100 and verse 4 says, um, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, right? It's this idea of I'm coming into the presence of God. It's the picture, the word picture is the gates of a city, right? The gates of the city. I'm coming in and I am praising the Lord. I'm coming into the presence of God, the city of God. And what am I going to do? I'm going to praise and I'm going to give my thanksgiving. I'm going to enter his courts with what? With praise. We'll try that again. 
That was, that was on me. That was on me. That was on. We're going to enter his courts with what? With praise, right? There was a song. Some of y'all know it. Remember? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. You got it. I will say this is the day that... I mean, the 80s and 90s, man. Being a drummer back then was easy. It was just like, now being a drummer, bless you drummers. But there's something about that. And, and oftentimes, not always, oftentimes, praise and worship, we begin with some praise, right? We tip, oftentimes, we'll start with the louder song, the Thanksgiving song, that kind of thing. It's not a model every time, all the time, but it's really common to start with some praise. Praise is often the beginning of things, and maybe even in our prayer life, right? Maybe before we go to the intercession room, let's just dip into that praise room. Let's just get in there and just get a little bit of praise on. You go, well, I feel like I'm wasting time. I only have so much time. If you're going to waste some time, waste some time in some prayer rooms. Waste some time before the Lord, right? The cool thing about the praise room is it adjusts you to the temperature of the kingdom of God. You know, if you are in a place where you're not feeling it, you're in that place where you're just not... Um, in, in that zone. I know every morning you wake up and you're like, bless God, it's another day. I have my coffee and I have my avocado toast and I'm just, it's just going to be a good day. I know all of you wake up that way. But like, there are those days when it takes a sacrifice of praise. And you know, there are times when you do things that you don't feel like, Right? You just don't feel like praising. And, and it's not because we're at odds with God or that we love him less. It's because of all the other life stuff that's going on that's weighing us down and squelching our praise. But I want to tell you, the psalmist, they wrote about these things. It says in Psalm 42, verse 5, it says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed in me? Put your hope in God. I will yet, What? I will yet praise him, my God and my Savior. My soul is downcast with me. I will therefore remember you in the land of Jordan, in the heights of Hermon, and on, uh, from Mount Mizar. There's this thing that the psalmist is saying, man, I am not feeling it. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Here's the thing. When you give God praise and you're not feeling like it, that is a unique gift that you're giving him. I believe the Lord sees that. He says, you know, Debbie over here, she's feeling it 24-7 all the time, right? But, you know, today, Brenda was not feeling it, and she gave me some praise. Like, hey, hats off, like, right? There's something about that gift to the Lord when you're not feeling it and when you're making that sacrifice of praise that is really precious to the Lord. And so don't neglect praise when you're not feeling it. Actually look at it as go, you know what? I'm going to make the devil pay. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to turn that frown upside down and I'm going to get into the praise room and give the Lord some honor and some praise today. Why? I don't need a why. He already deserves it. I can just praise him with what he has done. I don't have to praise him about what I'm feeling today. I can just praise him for all the things that he has done. There is something about that that will turn your day around. And praise will change the atmosphere. Amen? All right, we're going to...
close the door to the praise room. It's kind of loud, though. You need a really thick door for that one. And we're going to go into the last room in our analogy. We're going to go into the corporate room. Psalm 23, verse 3 says, Yet you are holy, O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. In the King James, it says it this way. It says, you, you inhabit the praises of your people. And, I mean, we, we certainly experience that. We're so thankful for the presence of the Lord when we worship. And it's not just here corporately. You can experience the presence of God in your car and in your home and in life group and all that kind of thing. There is something, though, when you come together and experience God's presence together. The wild thing is, like, you know, God, he's omnipresent, right? Like, he's everywhere all the time. You can't hide from God. But he does manifest his presence or make his presence known. You see this through Scripture, right? For the Israelites, there was a cloud by day and a fire by night, right? For um, uh, There was the burning bush where God evidences his presence, right? And we, we feel the presence of God in worship and, and during prayer times. God, he manifests his presence in corporate gatherings. And he is the same, but there's something unique about when God interacts with the we rather than just the me. So this is an and conversation, right? We talked about the solitary room, the quiet room a few weeks ago, right? Great room. This room's just a little bigger, right? To fit all your friends and family in, right? Like this, this is different in that it's a place for the we to experience God. And there's something unique about how God interacts with the we, with us. You know, God is he's calling a people, not just a person. God is creating a family, not just a child. God is he's saving a people, not just a person, right? And when we get to heaven, you know, it talks about the you know, rooms and things like that. But, but you all know, like, we don't all, like, stop relating to each other and stop hanging out in heaven. Like there's this corporate worship beyond all corporate worship. We see it in, in Revelations where, the, where there's a falling down before the Lord, crying out how holy he is and how amazing he is, right? There's, there's something about that place. Psalm 103 verse 1 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's like precious oil poured on the beard, running down on the beard. Apparently, that's good. Uh, running down Aaron's beard, down the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there, the Lord bestows a blessing, life forevermore. The New American Standard says, for there, the Lord commands a blessing. Do you know one of the reasons I, I think, there's a few reasons I think that the corporate gathering has a uniqueness to it. One of the reasons is, is God knows that we're jacked up, messed up people. And when we get along and all do something together, like worship him, him, he goes, good job. Right? Like, you know, part of the hard work your worship team does is not just like music. Part of the hard work is you know each other, you walk with each other for years, and you go, you know what, I'm going to love and cover you, and we're going to work together. Our spirits are going to be right with one another as we worship. It's not just a gig. It's not just playing a song. There's something about what's going on in them. And when we come together on a Sunday or, or what have you in a corporate environment, and we lay some things down and we say, together, 
we're just going to sing a song to the Lord. There's something about that that God goes, I can bless that. I can pour out a blessing. There's corporate unity, it just pleases God and it commands a blessing. In Matthew 18, 19, it says again, truly I tell you that if one or two of you are agreed about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. This idea that when we gather, our prayers have a new dynamic. Because there's this power in agreement as believers when we come together and when we pray for something. It reminds me of a couple years ago when we had uh, missionaries uh, that relate to the work that we do that are in, or excuse me, not missionaries, we had Afghans stuck in Afghanistan who were key leaders that were on list of the Taliban, and we are praying for their exit from the nation for their safety and for their family safety. And we prayed corporately, and we had a week of prayer where we did some early morning prayer, and it was just amazing. You know, one of the the God stories was that in that was we needed a senator to put these people's name on a short list of people who are okay to come out of the country and to be, you know, to get out of there. And a handful got out on, like, before the Americans left, but within 30 days, a whole other group, like the group that we were praying for, were out of the country, and you know they're in the United States now. And we just saw God do something in the midst of that. Back to that story. We needed a senator to put on on the list. And in 48 hours, God provided us five U.S. senators who put their names on lists. I mean, God is so good, amen? And we came together in agreement and prayer. There's something about that that just changes the dynamic. Maybe you are praying for something all alone. And you're like, I'm just going to be with me and with God. There's nothing wrong with that quiet place of prayer and that, that place between you and God. Nurture it, but this is an and. But there's something about when you bring your brothers and sisters in Christ in and you say, hey, I got surgery this week. Hey, this is what's going on in my family, and I'm praying about this. Will you pray, pray with me? There's, there's a power in that because God loves it, right? He loves it when his family came together. It reminds me of when my son Ethan decided he wanted to go off and do a, a missionary school, and he told us 11 days before, and he needed $9,000. Donna, I feel like I'm supposed to ask you for help, and uh, I should have you know, said something earlier, and I was like, well, I don't have that, but we could put a plan together and pray. And nine days later, he had $9,000 and his thing was completely paid for because it was a God thing that God wanted to show off to Ethan and say, I got this. Amen? There's something about that corporate dynamic and some of us need to break out of our shells and be willing to develop those friendship and those safe places. Do you have somebody that you can say, I need you to pray for me? Do you have a small group that you can say, please pray for me? You know, Every Sunday, of course, we're offering prayer up here and things like that. We take that so seriously, that prayer. It's not, you're not getting a, Lord, now I lay them down to sleep. Like, you are going to get a prayer. Amen? Somebody who talks with Jesus is going to pray with you. The corporate room is a place of prayers and worship where we glorify God together. We petition the Lord together. And the corporate room is also a place where 
there is a prophetic edge to it. And the reason there's a prophetic edge is because there are gifts in the room. And God is using our gifts to encourage and strengthen one another. And in 1 Corinthians 14.1, it says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For if anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but God, indeed no one understands them, they utter mysteries by the Spirit. By, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. I don't have time today to do all of 1 Corinthians 14, but I want, I want to tell you what that scripture is about. Um, he's addressing, Paul is addressing corporate worship in Corinth. And he is saying, um, he's trying to straighten some things out. And he's saying, listen, tongues, your personal prayer language, a lot of us in, at Victory pray in tongues and have a prayer language, that is not for the public proclamation for the whole congregation because they don't understand what you're saying. It's really common sense, right? And, but he says, if you have tongues and an interpretation, have at it because that will edify the whole body. He says, but basically, when you really read uh, all of 1 Corinthians 14, he's basically, now prophecy, now that's good because it just cuts out the middleman. <laughs> just get a word from the Lord, right? And let the Lord speak kind of thing. And in there, by the way, he says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. And he doesn't forbid the speaking of tongues. Um, but that's what he's doing. He's saying, listen, this is how it should operate because if I give someone the mic in a corporate meeting and they're just praying in tongues, everybody's like, I bet that's a great prayer, but I don't speak heaven, right? Or their heaven, right? The point is that in that corporate environment, we can hear from God for one another and, and hear what, what he is saying and doing. And it's not just the hearing, but it's also the gifts of the Spirit, right? It's like the, you know what, let's pray for healing. Let's pray for, for a financial provision. Let's pray for breakthrough in that situation. That happens in that corporate environment. And it's kind of like God, one of God's ways of saying, I'm going to bless this together thing, right? This is how you'll know, my disciples, that you what? That you love one another, right? It's like, well, let me give you a little help. I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost together in that corporate environment is going to create a different dynamic than what you would have if you were all just, just singing a song together. But God is moving. And God is leading. And God is working in, in us as a congregation. And that corporate room is, a, is a, a blessed place for us to experience God. I want to encourage you today, um, when it comes to like your Sundays, when you come in on a Sunday, I want to encourage you, like, whatever you're walking through, have a determination, I'm going to give him some praise. Yeah, yeah. Have a determination, yet will I praise him. If you are down that day, you should, your, your mind should go, he's going to really enjoy this because I ain't feeling it, <laughs> right? Like, my praise is more special than yours today. Why? Because I ain't feeling it. Sony's feeling it, I ain't feeling it, Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm getting at. Like, there's a sacrifice of praise that is beautiful and a blessing to the Lord. But I also want to encourage you that in the corporate room, the corporate room is not just a spectator room. The corporate room is a participation room. It's a place where we not only participate in worship, but we say, God, is there someone you want me to pray for? Is there a situation you want to 
put in my heart. If you ask him on a Sunday, say, Lord, use me today, he will give you something to do. He will give you an unction. He will give you a word. He will say, go give that person a hug or just go greet that person. Make them feel like they belong here today and that you want them here today. God will give you an assignment in the corporate if you just ask because he loves that work. And that work that he is doing in our midst is different than when we're all out and about doing our thing, right? The beautiful thing is that in that corporate sense, God is creating an environment where when people are coming in and they're far from God, whether they've never been close to them, Him, or whether they have drifted away, where, where God can minister to that person in a really unique and beautiful way. And we're just doing our thing worshiping God. We're just doing our thing honoring Him. But it creates an environment where God is moving. And I, I, I want to say this again. You are part of what he's doing. He wants to move through you, not just move in your life. He wants to use you for his glory and for his kingdom. And don't exempt yourself. Don't say, I don't think he has something for me. That is a lie. That is not God saying that to you. Because he created you on purpose and for a purpose. And you are useful in his hand. You go, yeah, but I'm broken and I got some messed up my stuff stuff in my life. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the family. You and me both, brother. Like, but he, there's a usefulness. That corporate room is a blessing. And it's a treasure for us. And we want to treasure it. And we want to say, God, do your work in this place. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Lord. Just before I pray, would you just take a moment in your own words and just thank the Lord for some things? Yeah, you're giving him praise, right? Just thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Keep thanking him. Thank him specifically this morning. Specifically. Father, today we thank you for the corporate expression of worship and of praise. And Lord, today we declare that we are not an audience, we are participants. Father, we are so honored by the way that you visit us in worship and in prayer and our times together. We thank you, Lord, for that promise that where there are two or three gathered, there I am in the midst. And Lord, today, we just say, Lord, you are our guest of honor. 
And we just say, Lord, you are free to operate in our lives. You are free to operate in this place. And Father, I, I believe that there are people today that um, part of the struggle they're having is that they feel so alone in the journey. And Lord, you said you put the lonely in the families. Lord, you, you give us the gift of friendship. And so, Lord, I just ask God for those who, they feel like I have been traveling alone and I need those friends. Lord, would you very naturally and authentically just begin to bring friends around, friends who speak life, friends who follow Christ, friends who, uh, Lord, sincerely care, friends that don't just take but actually give and participate, Lord God. Lord, you put the lonely into families. Father, we pray, Lord, let this environment Lord, the environment of our praise, the environment of our worship, be one where you can touch people's lives, Lord Jesus. And I just pray for a fresh outpouring on the gifts that are in this room. Father, permission to pray and permission to prophesy and permission to, to Lord, just move on your behalf. Give that hug to encourage one another. God, you have not meant for us to be alone. But Lord, we just ask God for your favor and your presence to rest. God, we love you. And we worship you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.